0: You're listening to the writer Than You podcast.
1: Oh, this is a beautiful and strange feeling. It probably shouldn't be. If you host a radio show, it shouldn't feel strange that you're hosting the radio show, but I am, I do, and it is great to be back, Bill Ryder with you from Los Angeles, California, back home in the States. Really happy I got put out there that I was in Europe this summer. That was awesome, awesome news. Thank you. We'll get to that later lot to get to, but let me just say this. I haven't been on the air in a few weeks. Everything is fine. Everything is wonderful. Thank you to all of you who reached out, had some concerns, wanted me back on the air. Some of you didn't want me back on the air, but still kind of want me back. I don't know. It's a weird relationship sometimes in radio. Appreciate you. Ya. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Great to be back. I never thought it would be such a beautiful and emotional thing to see Tom Celestino's face. And there's nothing wrong with that face. It's a great face, but you know it's just a decent dude I work with. I like the guy. Don't really take notice. Looking at him on Skype. Are you happy, D Cell? Is it weird to have me
2: back, Bill? It's so good to have you back. It's so good to hear your voice, see your face. This is great. I'm in a great mood today. Plus, it's I, Friday. Happy Friday.
1: Take almost three weeks off, not on purpose, and uh, and then come back for a Friday. Okay, we'll get into the magic wand that should have fixed all the problems uh, in terms of me being on the air. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know what's been going on. We're gonna hit a whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of news we're we're gearing up toward and getting into the n f l season. There's a lot happening. there's some n b a news out there. the big ten c b s is a part of that with a big boy big time play toward being in effect, a professional sports league. The money certainly says that. There's so many things to unpack. Mike Florio's going to be on the show. It's Friday, so we got Bum of the Week. And I've, it's been a minute for me, so there's a lot, including me. I am, nom- I am nominated for having missed that many shows. I'll just tell you right now, I don't usually give spoilers away. I'm nominated, but I got some competition, some strong competition, including in the building. First-time nominee's got a real chance to be Bum of the Week. Who's a colleague? That'll be fun. We'll get into that. We'll do buy or sell like we always do. And and for those of you that have been listening to the program writer than you, not the last three weeks when it's been other people, uh, the last four or five years when it's tended to be me, when we did the, the show in the evenings, four hours instead of two, had a segment every day then called Five Things. Haven't done as much in this spot, but we'll do five things you need to know, or really that I need to know that I missed during my four-year vacation. That's what it felt like. 855-212-4CBS, and as always, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. You know, Rocket can. Sports writer on Twitter, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. And if you want to call, say hi, wonder where the hell I've been, whatever. We'll answer it. But 855-212-4CBS. I hope the Cleveland Browns never win another football game for the rest of their existence. I hope they are mired in dysfunction. And while I don't wish injury, physical harm on other human beings save a couple very special exceptions. We know injuries are part of football. So I mean this in the benignest sense as I can. In the failure sense, not the I want you to be physically hurt. I hope a pestilence of injuries, not long term befall that organization, I hope incompetence reigns, and I hope the decision they've made, as showcased by the "quote unquote" compromise between the Players Association and the NFL that Deshaun Watson will only miss eleven games, becomes some sort of moralistic curse of the Babe type thing in football. But instead of losing for generations because you were dumb enough to trade away one of the great players in the history of the sport, sorry, Boston Red Sox, it's been a minute, but I'm probably probably less painful now that you got some World Series. I hope the decision to bring in a guy who doesn't even know how to apologize. I'm apologizing to the world, but I'm not apologizing to anyone. What am I talking about? I'll let you hear it in a second. I don't know the degree to which Deshaun Watson did things that are wrong. But I don't have to doubt that what he did, his behavior, ran that spectrum. And when you're trying to decide whether allegations are criminal or just morally repugnant or super inappropriate. You are splitting hairs and trying to find a way to defend a talented person who doesn't belong in a place of public trust. And breaking news for you, that's exactly what the NFL is. Here's the news. Here's what came down. And I think DeSell, that I was gone yesterday because I've been gone for four years, think this happened just as the show was ending. Deshaun Watson was going to have a shorter suspension of six games, from the former federal judge Sue Robinson, who's the arbiter, and made that decision. She called his actions predatory in her ruling. But we had talked about, when I was last on the show uh, a year ago, the jokes are going to keep coming, they just are. We had talked about the fact that the Players Association had made an agreement, in the last collective bargaining agreement, that Roger Goodell could appeal this kind of a decision and that he would, in fact, be the person to decide. Roger Goodell got to choose, was able to choose if he wanted to, what Deshaun Watson was going to have to face as punishment once Robinson ruled punishment was appropriate. If she had ruled no punishment, that was that. But the idea of, of a compromise is about politics, it's about branding, about the NFL, trying to understand that they've got to look like they're coming down hard on this guy while allowing him to get back to football eventually. And what they've come up with is a farce. It's an 11-game suspension or allegations, as you know, of repeatedly sexually assaulting or abusing or being a sexual harasser. These are allegations against a multitude of massage therapists. And here's why I think it's a farce. Either the guy is guilty of sexually inappropriate or worse behavior, or he's not. Either he did this or he didn't. And we're going to hear from the the owner of the Cleveland Browns, who sounds about as bright as somebody who would allow Deshaun Watson to come into the organization for a quarter of a billion dollars, which is, by the way, if you're not sure what I'm saying, not very bright. We're going to hear from Deshaun Watson and his bizarre, I apologize to every woman, but I apologize to no one. I apologize to you, newspaper reporter, but I don't apologize to any of the women who made these allegations. Either Deshaun Watson engaged in this behavior or he didn't. And I've heard people, I've had people say to me, as this whole saga has played out, well, well, Bill, I mean, you can't know. I mean, it's really difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. And if you make the decision as an organization to pay a whole bunch of money to a person who is alleged to have sexually abused multitudes of women, you have put yourself into a spot where you're going to have to make difficult, moral, and, and hazy legal decisions. If you're the commissioner of a National Football League you're going to have to make difficult decisions. I'm going to make a comparison, and sometimes I make these comparisons and they feel over the top. They do, and they doesn't here. Because this is these are allegations of sexual abuse. When I was a newspaper reporter in Des Moines, Iowa, long before I got into sports, or shortly before, I should say, I covered sex crimes. I wrote about the worst things you can imagine. And there's a lot of reasons I transitioned to sports writing and eventually sports media. But... Uh, Honestly, one of them was I can remember where I was. I was at a window at my apartment in Des Moines, Iowa. It was raining out. I just spent eight months with a woman reporting on her, convincing her to go on the record, who had been horribly abused. And that came after I spent, I don't know, six or five months living in the woods of of Des Moines, Iowa with, with homeless teenagers for a story. And there was a lot of sex abuse that was a part of that. I wrote about terrible things, and I stood at this window after those two stories came out, and I just thought, I don't want to have to wade through the human awfulness professionally. I don't want to have to come home every day and think about this. I have a lot of co- a lot of friends, a lot of loved ones, including someone I just saw in Europe, who are in law enforcement, police officers, and, and now some federal law enforcement. And they're great. I mean, they're my family. I love them. They're incredible human beings. And the job they do is so hard and so difficult. And I think what folks don't understand about about those police officers who do good work, those who do good work, is every day is a battle to turn off the evil they see and believe in decency. What's my point? My point is with police officers who have done this work, having done this work, knowing people who prosecute sex crimes, knowing investigators who have had to investigate, you have to make difficult decisions sometimes when you're dealing with people accused of sexual abuse. And that's where Deshaun Watson is. So either the guy deserved a year or two or nothing. Either it was zero or it was everything. And we, we fall to these stupid cliches about second chances and new opportunities. But that's not what we mean, right? What we mean is second chances for the powerful, for the talented, for the beautiful, for the wealthy. The rules don't apply equally to me and you. And I would normally go on a five-minute rant about that. But I actually don't have to. Because you're going to hear this unasked. Jimmy Haslam, I'm just going to play the whole clip of him sort of explaining second chances. And just listen to this guy openly admit he's actually referring only to second chances for guys that can play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns.
0: People deserve second chances, okay? I really think that. And I I, I struggle a little bit. Is, Is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be part of society? Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? And that's what we're going to do, okay? And you could say, well, that's because he's a star quarterback. Well, of course. But (laughs) if he was Joe Smith, he wouldn't be... In the, on the headlines every day. So we think people deserve a second chance. We gave Kareem Hunt a second chance, okay? And that's worked out pretty well, okay? We're hoping this will work out, and we have strong belief it will. That doesn't mean we don't have empathy for people affected, and we will continue to do so. But we strongly believe, strongly believe people deserve a second chance. We believe Deshaun Watson deserves a second chance.
1: Only if their quarterbacks know and they're, they're in the news with headlines, Right. So if you're a, you know alleged murderer and no one writes about the newspaper, no second chances. But if you're in the headlines, look, I'm not saying the guy's dumb. He might be doing Mensa puzzles all the time, but that was not the world's most impressive answer. And it speaks, I think, to the moral and linguistic and semantic pretzels that these guys have to twist themselves into to try and just say the... They don't have the guts to be scumbags or to support the idea of scumbaggery. Maybe not scumbags as human beings, but certainly in decision-making. Here's what they mean. We don't care. We don't care what happened to those women. Deshaun Watson's a generational game changer, and he is, by the way. We have the chance to do what we've never done in a long time. That's be relevant again and again and again. And we're going to bring in someone who's awful so we can win. And that's not new, by the way. Unfortunately, I wish it were. I could tell you stories about literally evil people, and really it's two, that I've worked with in my career back in newspapers who should be in one at least who should be in jail. Literally, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And, and that person's not. There, there are bad people in the world, and businesses always look the other way. But normally when the light is flashed on this kind of behavior, there's at least some consequences. And there are, what's 11 games? That's going to get $250 billion. It's a joke. It's a travesty. My wife is from Cleveland. Her family are all Browns fans. I actually have a lot of sympathy for those folks who love their sports teams, sometimes I think when we're in this, right? If you're um, me or DA or someone else, and you're cynical, um, you can forget. It's easy to be snarky and passive aggressive and sort of weak in your approach to sports because you forget what it is to be a fan. I get if you love your team, you love your team. I really do, and it sucks for Browns fans. I'm, I'm not mad at you, and I understand if your reaction to me is is right or you're ridiculous. That reaction is going to come larger because you know it's true and you don't know what to do. But I hope the Cleveland Browns never win a game again. I know they're going to. I hope they never. I hope they go in 0-17 for the life of this Deshaun Watson contract. Plus, let's call it 11 years as a little synergy with the 11 games. And I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. This guy can't even apologize. Not one, not five. Multiple women with a myriad of accusations that are awful. And a finding by the appointed arbiter, who used to be a federal judge, that there was conduct here that was predatory. I'm not talking legalese. I'm talking the actual behavior as it has been decided by the arbiter, by the judge, so to speak, and literally as it turns out, but not in a legal sense, of these proceedings for the NFL. It's predatory. And this is Deshaun Watson's ridiculous, I stand on my innocence, arrogance, I don't care. Let me see if I can remember the words my PR team told me to memorize.
2: I've always uh, stood on my innocence and always said that I've never assaulted anyone or disrespected anyone, and I'm continuing to stand on that. But at the same time, I have to continue to push forward with my life and my career and for us to be able to move forward. You know, I have to be able to take steps and put pride to the side, and uh, I'm going to continue to stand on my innocence and and, and keep pushing forward. I
1: I can't get out of my mind. Stand on my innocence sounds like you're saying you're standing on someone, right? It it actually, just the imagery is is predatory. Like, there's a lot of things about Deshaun Watson are awful, but he's a rich guy. He can't afford better PR people. Here's what you're going to say. You're going to say you're standing on your innocence. That sounds like something rehearsed. What is, although I probably shouldn't criticize, because would you like to know what it sounds like when Deshaun Watson kind of goes off script? You know, I was asking, maybe, do, do, do you want to apologize? And again, I, I know I should just let you listen, but I just want you to hear a man accused of sexual abuse in a, in a wide range of ways in which he was found to have his behavior be predatory by his employer in the arbitration system set up by his employer the National Football League, who's going to miss 11 games but should miss a lot more. How do you put a number on this kind of behavior if it's predatory or found to be predatory? it's not easy, it should be a season. That guy is simultaneously going to apologize to every living creature on the face of God's beautiful earth and beyond in the multiverse while apologizing also to no one. For
2: everyone that was affected about this situation, there was a lot of people that was triggered. But not the women that accused you of this? I have apologized to all women. So anybody that was affected, even yourself... Every, everything, so I'm apologizing to everyone that was affected about this whole situation.
1: Yeah, wherever you're listening, he, he's really apologizing. He's sorry that, that that you went through whatever you had to go through. You had to listen to a sports talk radio segment that wasn't about sports, because he's really... He's not sorry. He's not sorry. Mike Florio will get his perspective later. Here is my view. I understand fair doesn't exist the way that it should. I actually do believe in karma. I do. I have an actual you know mystical or the physics of it, I think it's real. But unfortunately, I think it's real in in subtle ways most of the time. I don't think that there are tidal waves of karma that are crashing down on every person who deserves it. I think it's here and there in small ways. I believe being good to other people matters, and I believe the mistakes that we make need to be adjusted just for our place in the universe. I do. Part of that's my faith. Part of that's my weird multiverse belief. I don't know. It's just it's what I think. I know what I'm about to say is unlikely, but I can still wish it to be. I hope a tidal wave of karma crashes down on the Cleveland Browns and eradicates their hopes of any level of competence for years to come. And because they've already done that to themselves over the years, winning four games ain't enough. Winning three games. I want them to be the first organization in history to not win a single game for three straight years. I know that's not going to happen. I know it's probably going to go the other way. I'm well aware in the years ahead, I'll almost certainly be talking about the awkwardness of Deshaun Watson leading the Browns to remarkable relevance AFC Championship games, Super Bowl appearances. I, I think probably Super Bowl wins. And how do we... Re- I'm not a guy that can forget. I can't pretend Joe Mixon didn't punch a woman on camera years ago to Oklahoma. I can't do it. That's not me. If you want that, I'm the wrong guy for these kind of segments. Can't do it. Can't do it. And I'm with you. i rather sports about sports, too. Which means I wish my athletes weren't scumbags or accused of being scumbags or predators. Which is why I wish Deshaun Watson weren't in the NFL anymore. Pretty good league. They would, they'd make it without him. Sorry, Cleveland Browns fans. I really am. Because it's not your fault. And I even understand why you're going to root in a different way. You love your teams. I get it. But that doesn't change who your team is and who the quarterback is. And they don't deserve anything but misery and pestilence and failure and injury and humiliation for all the years Deshaun Watson is there, times many. Eight five five two one two four cbs Good to be back on the air. Sorry to start angry, but that's the news of the day. Let's do this. Let's shift gears. Where the hell have I been? Why wasn't I on the air? Did anything happen in sports in the last year and a half that I was gone? It's been three weeks. We'll get into all that next year on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the
0: Writer Than You podcast.
1: All right, welcome back into the show. One of the things I, I miss most when I'm, when I'm off, didn't mean to be off as long as I was, is um, is you, the audience. I love that you listen. I appreciate you. I love when you when you reach out, however you do, including the phone lines at 855-212-4CBS. cbs we got a couple folks on the lines. Let's just take some phone calls. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's chop it up. We're visiting about Deshaun Watson in my hope that the Cleveland Browns lose every game for the next seven years. And by the way, you're entitled to a totally different take. I get it. It's cool. Your opinion is welcome here. Let's get it started. Charles in Charlotte, North Carolina. Love that city. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey. uh, Well, I've thought a couple times before about Deshaun Watson, and I 100% agree with you that I don't believe in coincidences. He did it. I don't think the NFL I think they handled it wrong in the name of capitalism. That that guy should have not allowed to be traded, and that the Texans should have, if they knew about it, they don't get a uh, compensation pick. If they didn't know about it, they get one. But that guy sits out of the NFL at least two years, so he at maybe three, so he's devalued like he devalued all those ladies, and then the NFL lets him back in, and he doesn't get that kind of contract, I guarantee you. And I think that would have been a better way. And presumably he paid to play in five games. I guess a million dollars a game this year. But I think to be settled 22, 24 suits, he should have been paying $22 million for starters or however many number of suits that he settled because – Civil court, he would have been found guilty. I believe,
1: Charles. That's a that's a that's a great call. I, I appreciate you. Well said. Well said. And you made me you made me think about a couple things. One being, because I love the point about take him away two years and then see what he's got left. Think about what happened to Michael Vick's career. And, and I am not defending the torture of animals, obviously. But think about the the differential here. Athletes who have done things that deserve punishment, but have had their careers destroyed, devastated, altered, forever. And this guy, Deshaun Watson, this is a slap on the wrist. It it is a slap on the wrist. And you're right, they made a choice for money. 855 2124 cbs I know we have other calls. We're going to get to them. 32nd point, and we'll get to Kyle. I'm pretty moralistic, and maybe that makes me self-righteous. I don't know. I just I am what I am. I see the world the way that I do. And unlike some, some folks, including colleagues here, I don't pretend to be something I'm not on the air versus off the air. For better or worse, this is who I am. I, I wouldn't let a Deshaun Watson play in any sport on earth that I was the commissioner of. But let's say that you were a little more calculating. There are sports where I, I would understand. I I'd I'd disagree with that, but I'd get where they'd say to themselves, if it was golf or tennis, man, we really need this guy if it was a Tiger Woods-level talent, if it was a Roger Federer-level talent, but he was American. I'd understand if they'd look the other way. Deshaun Watson's talented. He might be one of the three or four most talented quarterbacks in the NFL, but the NFL doesn't need him. They do not need him. If Deshaun Watson had, been, had just quit football tomorrow, had just gone away, it would be a big story. We talk about it. It wouldn't matter. And how do I know this? Because Andrew Luck just walked away. just got tired of the game. And look, that, that, that was a bummer and a bummer for Indianapolis and a big story for a while. I was filling in for Jim Rohn when that came down. So I got to talk about it on that show. And you know what? Nobody cares, man. The machine rolls on because the NFL is bigger than everybody. NFL just didn't have the guts because they're one of the few sports that is in a position to tell Deshaun Watson what they should have. Go away. Years. 855-2124-CBS. Kyle in Northern California. I'm in Southern Cali my Cali brother up north. What up, buddy? You're on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciating the show this morning. Uh, I wholeheartedly second your uh, hope that they go 0-17 for the duration of the contract and for some time thereafter, uh, just for karma purposes. But I I was listening to you, and I was struck by the juxtaposition of how this very same organization, not even the same league, the same organization treated a player named Josh Gordon not that long ago, and he's basically had the prime of his career, uh, destroyed uh, for smoking marijuana and has missed over I believe 70 or 80 games at this point point. Um, and uh, uh, so I'm wondering if his mistake was actually smoking or if his mistake was not being a really good quarterback
1: Oh my god, that's such a great point from Kyle in Northern Cali here on Rider Than You at 855-2124-CBS Kyle, the only thing I'm mad about is that you thought of it and I didn't. It's, it's such it's a great point point. and I can, again, I'll just overshare I'm not judging anybody. I don't I don't smoke. I just don't. It's not my thing. Did an in Amsterdam once. Freaked out. Turned a table over in college. It wasn't a good experience. Spent $140 on fries. I was like, that's not for me. I drink. <laughs> that's, my, that's my vice. So I say this to somebody who, you know, didn't have to pretend that, you know, when it was legal. Who cares? What percentage of people listening to the show right now smoke once a month?
2: Fifty percent, eighty percent. Once high. a month, yeah. I'd say it's it's around two thirds.
1: Yeah, it's not my thing, but I'm not. It's not my thing. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Like I, I didn't like gin until I went to London. Now that's new. So who knows what'll happen in the future? Point is, it's not a big deal. It's a benign reality. Even when it's illegal, it shouldn't have been. I've seen people get get pulled over for jaywalking. So I don't want to hear the oh, it's it's illegal. I'd love to take those folks. It was illegal and. and and have them walk across the street in Manhattan Beach, California, where I live, down on Manhattan Beach Boulevard, and get that ticket for 100 bucks from the cop for jaywalking, I promise you those folks are not going to do the, do the uh, well, it is against the law. There's a degree of, of severity. It's such a good point. And Josh Gordon's mistake was he did not decide to be or wasn't able to be a quarterback. This is about power, it's about value, and it's about desperation. The Cleveland Browns are a woefully, and terribly run organization. They just are. And part of the reason that they decided to do this is because they're not good enough to win on their own. You can find value, and this is something that happens with a lot of people who believe in Sabermetrics analytics. Buy when they're selling and sell when they're buying. Find value other people don't recognize. And while I know most people believe that that is entirely about finding players who are better than the reigning statistical models that analyze those guys, are you know that, that those players are better than the model suggests, you become come up with a better model, it's also true if you look at Andrew Friedman here in Los Angeles the Dodgers, you look at a bunch of people, Daryl Morey, when he was in Houston especially, some examples come to mind. If there's a really good player who's accused of terrible things or who's toxic for a variety of reasons, those guys tend to those folks because they see them as value. And this is the ultimate move by the Cleveland Browns. It's morally reprehensible. It's disgusting. It's obvious. And it also tells you something about the Browns, both their lack of a moral compass and their desperation to turn away from any kind of moral compass because they've been so poorly run. They have to do it. They would tell themselves. You know, well, I mean, this is what they're saying, by the way. Whether they know it or not, look, we get it, but we're so incompetent. What else are we going to do? Be less competent, less incompetent. Be better. Those are great calls. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate you, in Charlotte. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you, in Northern California. Eight five five two one two four CBS. If you want to call us, told you I was going to give you a little um, little insight of where I've been for the last three weeks and the um, the magic wand like dilemma that we had. It actually it is a magic wand dilemma for Harry Potter fans. It's actually. It's gonna You're going to blow your mind here. And uh, and five things I missed while I was gone. So we'll do that. I'll catch up on where I've been and what's been going on and give you some takes on some of the big stories I missed here on the show, Rider Than You. If you want to call, if you want to keep this conversation going, we'll take the phone calls. We love hearing from you at 855-212-4CBS. Let's do those things after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Greg Caserta.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
1: All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Writer with you. You want to talk, we'll take those phone calls. Deshaun Watson responds at 855-212-4CBS. Next caller, a city I spent a lot of time in. I have relatives in Milwaukee. I'm there a lot for work. I'm from Dubuque, Iowa. Renee in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on 1250 The Fan. Appreciate you, buddy. and one of my favorite cities in America, thank you for listening. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh,
2: good morning, Bill. Um, I hate to be in a position where I seem like I'm defending uh, a sexual predator, but I really don't like this system where the leagues look into these allegations and we really never know what comes out. I think that should be left to the courts so that we know uh, whether the uh, player is guilty or not. And then as far as playing him, him playing, I think we should let him play. Uh, If he's innocent, there's no reason to punish him. If he's guilty... Let him have some money so that the victims can shoot the pants out of him and take him for his last dime. I think Renee, in not, in not playing you limit the redress that uh, the the victims have. That's my Renee,
1: comment. No, I appreciate you, man. I look, I get it. I appreciate the perspective, and I just respectfully disagree with you. I, and I, you know, I, and I and I hear where you're coming from. And I guess a couple thoughts. Although I love the the counter view, let's do it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. You can have any take you want. We'll be respectful to each other. I think it's important, and I'll be respectful to Renee, whose call I really like, even though the view I, that, that he shares is different than the one that I have. Deshaun Watson's not going to go broke. And if he is, there's enough money already in the coffers for him. That can happen. B, I don't think you pay someone a whole bunch of money of your money, right, Cleveland Browns National Football League, so that victims can go out there and take it from him. If that's the case, he shouldn't be a part of your team. And I know, and I'm seeing people on Twitter, and like Life Sentence, Lions fan is one who wanted to know why the Browns shouldn't just go out and do the best thing that they can, right, for their organization. I get get all of it. For me, the world doesn't work like that. And I'll use myself as an example. If I were to drink, get behind the wheel of a car, so drinking and driving, hit someone, and severely injure somebody, or do something awful, whatever it might be. Bill Rutter does something awful. I'm not good enough at my job, I'm not famous enough at my job, I'm not famous at all, that I would get a second chance. And I shouldn't. And for most of you, I can't speak to all of your lives and careers, but most of you, if you did something terrible, you would have real consequences. In fact, if I let's just say, for the sake of crazy argument, that I was accused of sexual assault against 22 women and the way that Sean Watson's been accused. And, and, and I was innocent. Hard to believe, right? But uh, with that many accusations. I'm fired, guys. I don't get a second. It's not. Let's wait and see. I am gone. It's the real world, man. Not some fairy tale land. I don't. Just for me, I don't understand why we apply fairy tale rules to people who are great at things, but not the rest of us. This isn't what most people think. If it's your school principal or your insurance salesman or the guy sitting in the cubicle next to you selling widgets, or your colleague at the Kansas City Star where I used to work, it doesn't work that way. And I've told this story about, about, I've had friends who have been falsely accused of things, lost their careers, and then went to trial and were found innocent. I mean, friends, two people. But still, it happens. John watson's in such another range of accusation. There are so many of them that, for me, what's happening to him is unfair in the sense that he's getting a lot more latitude than he should. But I look, I I respect the opinion. I appreciate a different view. And, Renee, I, I, thank you for listening to Milwaukee. Thanks for calling in at 855 Let's go to a call here in L.A., which I love. I'm an L.A. guy. On the Odyssey app, the free Odyssey app, John is listening. John, appreciate you, brother. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
2: What's up, man? How are you? Good, dude. So here's my opinion. I think uh, Deshaun Watson should be suspended for a year Um, because his actions deserve to be suspended. And uh, what he's done is just absolutely stupid and uh, needs to be suspended for a
1: year. Uh, dude, I pre- yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like, that's that's where I come down, and that's, that's where I'm at. And let me just add this last point, because we've hit all the, the, the points that are reasonable, right? All the points that I think are important and edgy, or edgy is the wrong word. It's just serious stuff we're talking about. We're not talking about two teams getting into a fracas with each other at training camp. We're not talking about Kyrie Irving thinking or pretending the earth is flat and spinning off into diva land. Or Kevin Durant deciding that he is going to be committed to every team he plays for 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 only 11 days. And then it's over. He's like a serial marriage guy coming around when it it comes to his teams. We're talking about serious stuff. But let me say this about sports, by the way. You're allowed to hate guys for no reason. You're allowed to root against people because you hate the look of his face. You're allowed to say to yourself, the opposite. I'm a Bears fan, and I had so much respect for Brett Favre, and used to have so much respect for Aaron Rodgers, and still do as a football player, that I would begrudgingly be like, all right, I'm going to watch those games. And Part of it's because my team sucks and we're terrible, and there's no reason to pretend. We, who cares if a rival's better than you if you can't rival with anybody, right? But you're allowed to root for and against guys for random reasons. You just, you just aren't. I think Jay Cutler is horrible. Is he a bad human being? I don't know. I don't care. Destroy my team. Most talented loser of all time. But for reasons that don't matter, right, in the scheme of things, in in, in the sort of moral hierarchy of the world, you're allowed to just root against guys because they put on a jersey that you hate. Or you hate their face. Or you bumped into them once at a comedy club in Columbia, Missouri, and they were a jerk to you. Real specific example, huh? Corby Jones. Nobody knows who that is. It's funny. To me. So you can certainly root against Deshaun Watson, If he's accused of sexual abuse multiple times, are you kidding me? I don't think Chris Paul's a bad human being. I think he's a jerk. I think he's a complete phony. I think he's two-faced. I think my interactions with him have showcased that who he is at work is not who he pretends to be on his stupid insurance commercials, but it doesn't make him a bad person, right? I've worked with people that are awful to work with, and then you see him with their kids, and you're like, wait, that guy's not... Satan Incarnate? This is very confusing. This is very strange. You're allowed to, I'm allowed to want Chris Paul to never win an NBA championship. I'm allowed to have a bunch of money on him and the Suns and to to be like, I'm going to make thousands of dollars. And then when they lose to the Bucks to strangely feel happy, even though I cost myself a bunch of money. So we can certainly root against Deshaun Watson. Give me, I mean, give me for this. Give me a break. Because all the normal reasons I go after Jay Cutler or Chris Paul or Kevin Durant or LeBron, who I actually like when I, when I do that, or, um, you know, poor you know Jared Goff, who just, he's just bad, right? He's just not very good at what he does. Or Mitchell Trubisky, who I'm going to be rooting for, who's a really nice guy but wasn't great with my Bears. Those are, like, football things or basketball things or baseball, right? Like, ah, you're an idiot, but not really an idiot. I don't actually mean you're stupid. I just mean I don't like you. And when I don't like you, I just mean in the sporting sense. This is, so if we can root against guys for those reasons... If you can like or dislike my show because of the sound of my voice or the way my hair looks, which is a thing, apparently, we can certainly root against Deshaun Watson because of these accusations. There we go. Eight five five two one two four All right. So I don't know if we have time for the five things. Maybe we will. We'll see. Diesel, I've been on the air in three weeks. I miss you, buddy. It's good to, good to see you. Good to hear your voice.
2: Likewise. I am having so much fun this morning. Not necessarily fun with the sense of uh, the topic that we're discussing, but it's great to hear your voice. It's great to see you on Skype. I'll be back. Wasn't going to explain it because
1: so so I was in Europe for the summer, uh, for personal reasons, and from a variety of sort of folks in my life was asked not to share that. But since Da on his show yesterday or two days ago thought it was appropriate, to just put my business out there. I guess I have to address it. Thank you, Da, for that. i really Thanks, thanks, buddy. That's awesome, dude. Not really. So was in Europe, did the show from Spain for a while. Had a, had an apartment. Um, had a landline. It was great. So so had to spend a few weeks. Traveling around, and didn't want to take three weeks off. I did. I loved doing the radio show. Didn't want to be away from the show. So we have this device. We have this this techno, technological device, device called a Comrex that allows you to kind of do a show anywhere. But you need an internet connection, and, and and so we work with engineering to come up with a, with, with a way to get an, a, a, a signal. And DC, I don't know if I told you this. Like they they um what we had an issue didn't work. So they sent me something when, at one of the European cities that I was in. I think DA shared that city too. Thank you, DA. And um, and I and I got it. Like it was, it was like a really long, sort of narrow box. Almost how would you describe it? Like the world's biggest fountain pen. You know the the shape of a of a um, I don't know. You might like have a I don't know, like a chocolate box, but weirdly. And I opened it, and it was a wand from engineering here at, at, at Odyssey. And it said instructions, and it said, whirl over your machine and say abracadabra. So I did, right? It didn't work. I was like, it was a magic wand, but it didn't work. So then I called engineering, and they're like, well, try Hocus Pocus. That didn't work either. So long story short, I was stuck abroad. I had some stuff I had to do over there. And uh, and again, not super thrilled to be talking about it because that was something that I was, I mean, I think I mentioned I was in Spain for a week of the show, but was asked not to mention that I was there for a variety of reasons, but DA shared my personal business that's out there, so I guess I should address it. Um, We couldn't get on the air, super bummed about it, my fault, should have been with you a couple weeks ago, should have been on the air this past Monday, should have been basically half the time. So it's. I mean, you know, it's a long time in Radio d to not, not be around on the air.
2: Nobody missed you more. I know our audience missed you so much. Nobody missed you more than yours truly. It <laughs> you was did? way too long. It was way too long. Uh, I, I missed me some Bill Ryder.
1: Dude, I, I got to. I, look, I know that people give lip service. The thing is, I really don't. I have told bosses that I hate them to their faces when I have. I'm, it's a character <laughs> flaw. I know it's a character flaw. I get it. But it also means that usually the things I say that are, that are not, you're a moron to your boss. Um, and I mean this. I And you know this about me. I love radio. I love it. And, and the eight months, because I have a second job at CBS Sports HQ, so I have to balance those two jobs. I cover the NBA there and do TV and writing and, and all that fun stuff. And there was an eight-month period where, where I had to leave radio. I had to leave CBS Sports Radio because I, I wasn't allowed in that job to work evenings anymore. I used to have the, the, the shift that the very talented Zach Galbans. And, and eventually, I left with the understanding I would come back if there was a, a slot that opened, and, and, and I'm so glad it did that this slot was, became available. But to have to leave a radio show that I, that I didn't want to leave was, was excruciating. And I love this show. And, look, it was, I had a great time in Europe. I had some stuff I had to deal with, but whatever. I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. Quality time with my wife and kids. It was, it was really fun. I did not want to be off the radio a lot. Like, I love doing the show, d and so I'm, I'm glad you're glad that I'm back because I was kind of worried I was going to show up. You know, it's like a marriage. You're like, you know, Bill, this isn't working out for me anymore. That was a great three weeks you were gone.
2: No, no, quite the opposite. And thank you to, to everyone who filled in. They were great to work with from my perspective producing the shows, but I am very, very happy that you are back and we are doing our normal show. I love it. Who, all right, so uh, who do I
1: owe thanks to? Uh, Jody Mack, I'm sure. Andrew Bogish.
2: Jody Mack, Andrew Bogish, Doug Williams. Who is Doug Williams, who I don't know. Very talented, very nice to work with. Curdy he was really good, yeah. Great. And Carrington Harrison from our Odyssey affiliate in Kansas City. And Carrington,
1: I mean, look, we didn't know each other well. I'm not even sure if he would have known me to say hi to me, but I, I used to listen to him when I lived in Kansas City. Talented guy, like really talented guy. He, was, he and Nick Wright had a show together back in the day. I love the, all right, I love Carrington. Well, I'm sorry that I've been gone. Everything's fine. A bunch of people asked, and then a bunch of people asked after, after DA talked about it. Um, I, I'm so turned around. I, I literally flew in yesterday. So this is how much I don't want to be in the air. I flew in last night. I've gotten almost no sleep. I'm crazy jet lagged, and I, I'm so glad, D-Cell, that I'm on the air. I missed doing the radio show. And I missed a bunch of stuff, so I know that we don't have time to get to it, but I missed Tatis Jr. I'm sorry you put that segment together. All those callers selfishly listening and kindly calling in. I missed um, Kevin Durant's ridiculous ultimatum, what would be power play with the Brooklyn Nets owner, which I wrote a column about over at CBSports.com. If you want to check it out. I don't know if you read it, Tom. It was pretty aggressive, and I was pretty mad I wasn't on the radio that day.
2: You don't know if I read it. Of course I read it. Of course. It was the only Bill Ryder fix I could get.
1: Hey, my cat. We have a cat. My cat, Graham, Like usually when I come back from travel, wants nothing to do with me, which is kind of nice because I get a good night's sleep, but sometimes that's the way people respond. When they're hurt, they turn away. I'm not reading that column. He left me. <laughs> he left me for—I mean, three weeks. So I'm back. I'm around. Um, I will not be taking much more vacation time this year. It wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry the magic wand didn't work. Uh, but it's—it's it's good. It's good. It's good to be here. What did you tell? Where did you tell people I was on the air? Just like Bill's not here.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I said you were attending to a personal matter that you would discuss if and when you could, when the time is right. It was not my place, so thus I didn't say. It was, it, was, it was DA's place.
1: It was DA's place to talk about my personal what do you call it? European jaunt? Awesome. I like D.A. too. But um, again, in the in the sort of uh spirit of candidness, why don't you just mind your own business? You can make fun of look, people can make fun of me all they want. Personal you know not 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 super cool. You don't have to respond. I know you feel awkward about that. I don't, DA. You got my phone number if you want to call me. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Mike Florio. Pro Football Talk joins me talking to Sean Watson, as you can imagine, next here on CBS Sports Radio.